The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Welcome to Foundational Missions Leadership Moment. Join your host, Scott McClelland of FX Mission, as he deep dives into the lives of leaders to glean secrets that will propel today's leaders to new heights. Here's Scott. What else comes to mind? Yeah, what you're bringing out with the brothers, I mean, that's another one. You know, they're not having high expectations of David either, but he he doesn't let that affect him. What else comes to mind is, you know, he he doesn't start with Goliath. That's not his first big task, so to speak. Mm -hmm. The lion and the bear, you know, those are things he takes care of when nobody's looking. He's out there in the field serving his father, taking care of those sheep. It's, It's a menial job. It's towards the bottom of the rung of society, so to speak, in Israel at that time to be a shepherd. Not really a a position of stature, but even though, I don't know, in today's society, I like to compare to a janitor or or an entry-level employee. Yeah. Uh, But you're still handling things that are far above what the expectations are and not being visible when you do it. So, you know, Mm -hmm. character is what you do when nobody's looking. That's a saying, and I think we certainly see this in the life of David here. So it's not right. just that he doesn't take offense, it's it's the high work ethic, but it's also the character when when nobody's looking. Right. Yeah. And maybe nobody would have ever known that he killed a lion and a bear. Certainly wouldn't have came to the story unless it became sort of necessary context for what he was he himself had decided needed to be done. I want to appreciate David here for just a second for his proactivity. We know that that is sort of a universal characteristic of leadership is proactivity. Sure. You know, when he goes down to his brothers, of course, he was aghast. You know, he was like so uh, malaffected for the way Goliath was treating not just the army of Israel, but the God of Israel. So he he was really, really disturbed by that. And basically is saying, something's got to be done, and I'm ready to be that one to uh, get to it. To me, that proactivity piece, often we overlook that when it comes to leadership, or we don't think about it in terms of how central it is. But uh, to me, from what I've learned, and I'm continuing to learn about leadership, how important that is. I I really want to appreciate that about him. Yeah, I think that's great. It's, uh, you know, promotion comes from to those people who are proactive and aren't necessarily getting a bonus or a promotion immediately for being proactive. They just see the need and they're go-getters. But over time, that typically results in promotion. Yeah, stepping out. So. And, and I would like to emphasize that here. Even if you don't, if we don't feel like there's any extra incentive to act, 
a lot of times the satisfaction comes from seeing an improved result where we see a need or a problem that needs to be addressed. And I think that's what David was doing. He's saying, look, this problem, this guy is cursing the God of Israel. And this, you know, that was showing his zeal for the Lord. This cannot be tolerated. I'm stepping out. You know, obviously, we there's a several layers to that story, but I, I'm uh, I'm thankful that we began to see early on in David's life that he's prone to action. Yeah, and wow, clearly he grew into it. I mean, he continued to act as a valiant person. What else would you like to highlight? What else comes? Clearly, we've scratched the surface here, and there are a thousand things we could talk about when it comes to David. And I would love to unpack that completely. But for the sake of time, what else comes to mind that you wanted to emphasize about David? Sure, there there are lots of things there. Another component I think is vital here is his worship. You know, King Saul is back in chapter 16 is looking for somebody to bring the presence of God to deal with his um, down days, if you want to put it like that. And uh, uh, David is the one that is found. So clearly he has spent a lot of time worshiping, playing the harp, probably out in the field when he was shepherding the sheep is, is probably when that happened. So even though he has a menial job and is out in the field, he is spending time with the Lord. And I see that when, when he comes to deliver food to his brother who's fighting in the, in the army here and all the people of the army of Israel, they point out Goliath and they can describe him. They describe his height and, and the weight and the weight of the different pieces of armory that he's got on. The shaft of his spear is described. You know, they, they have analyzed and they have studied Goliath. But the first thing that comes out of David's mouth when David starts talking about Goliath is not his size, the weaponry, the problem. He says this uncircumcised Philistine. And of Uh course, uncircumcised is a little foreign to our language today. Yeah. But to an Israelite or a Jew, circumcision is the sign of the covenant. Mm. So what David is thinking about is this Goliath is without the covenant. And I think his worship sessions has a lot to do with this. David is focused on his covenant with his God. He knows, I've got a promise. I've got God who is on my side. And when I am looking at this giant, you know, he doesn't deny that the problem is there. Yeah. But he doesn't focus on the problem. He focuses on his relationship with God and the fact that this problem here ought not be there because it's uncircumcised. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Like, that's getting me. Keep going. (laughs) Yeah. So... You know, often when when we have problems in life, whether it's in business and you've got a particular business situation or it's it's personal life, it could be health, it could be finances, but it's it's a problem that ought not be there. A lot of times, you know, the closer you get to the problem, you know, if it's a stack of bills that needs to be paid two months down the road, the closer you get to that deadline, typically the larger the problem will look in our mind and the easier it becomes to be afraid, to doubt, to draw back. And I think it's the same with with David. It's relatively easy for us to look at the story at a distance and go, yeah, David killed Goliath. We heard that in Sunday school. 
it's another thing for this boy or your young man to show up and say, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Well, maybe, maybe David is a little cocky. He's a, he's a youth and he can talk tough. But, you know, the closer he gets, he gets to King Saul and he keeps up the same story. This guy is uncircumcised and he shall be like one of them, the lion and the bear that he struck down because he's defied the armies of the living God. He doesn't change his tune. He doesn't change his message. He doesn't change his mentality the closer he gets to Goliath. And towards the end, we see that when he gets really close, it's just him and Goliath out there. He's the young one. Uh, It'd be easy to retreat, to draw back. Uh, Well, I'm a little shaking in my booth here, so let's see what Goliath's going to do. Let him take the first step. But David doesn't do that. We find that he runs towards the giant. Mm-hmm. In other words, he is so confident in his circumcision or in his covenant with his God that he knows the same God that helped me take the lion, the same God that helped me take the bear, is the same God that's going to help me take Goliath. So he just keeps on running towards the problem. And that's confidence is something that's absolutely necessary in, in leadership. And, you know, as leaders, we go through all kinds of situations that maybe the average person doesn't even know how to relate to because the further you go in leadership, the bigger the problems are, (laughs) but he'll learn with the relatively smaller problems, you know, the lion, the bear, those are big problems for a lot of people. But after you've taken a good number of lions, you kind of get used to it. So now here comes a bigger problem. Here's Goliath, but he draws on the same knowledge. And I think that came from him uh, worshiping the Lord. The joy of the Lord or our relationship with the Lord is our strength, and he's able to do what seems to be impossible. Mm. So, yeah, I think larger and larger problems. And later in his life, Goliath becomes a small story compared to all the much larger problems that he has later in life. And so somebody said it like this, that as we walk with God, sometimes his reward is a bigger opportunity. And sometimes Mm. I say it like this, you know, if you're going to have a big testimony, it's going to have to come out of a big test because the size of the test determines the size of the testimony when we're done with it. Yes, very, very true. I think that's sometimes escapes our mind, but wow. Yeah, it's not always a comfortable piece to to know, but (laughs) at the same point, you know, if you're going to grow in influence, then you have to grow in leadership. If you're going to grow in leadership, that means you're going to be handling more responsibility, and that typically means bigger problems. Yeah. And so every problem we encounter is, um, in one sense, it's a test to grow our leadership capacity. Yeah, for sure. Very, very true. Uh, one of the things that I myself have said, and, and it relates to what you're saying, is like really the only thing that's harder than the preparation you're going through for responsibility is the responsibility that you're being prepared for. And I think it's not just, it goes in cycles, like you're saying. We're prepared, we go through a preparation, we get promoted to a certain level of responsibility. And then we pass those levels and then we move on. If we want to continue to grow in our leadership capacity, we can't expect the tests and the trials and the challenges to remain at the same level that we've passed before. But in our relationship with God, as you're saying with David, 
in that space, we're being prepared for those next levels. And the key elements of that preparation, and I think you're talking about his relationship, obviously, there, those key elements are consistent and they're also growing. Very interesting way you put that. I appreciate it. Yeah, I find David to be to be very, very interesting. And like I said in the earlier session, that you know, he takes the outcasts of society and he turns them into leaders, leaders who can build and run an entire nation. And you mm-hmm. look at where they are at the end of the life, uh, and then you know, you start analyzing the traits of David. And there's so many that we see, you know, he doesn't get offended easily. He's got an amazing work ethic where he takes out the lion and the bear, which is far above expectations. And it's even when, when other people aren't looking. But I also see his close relationship with the Lord, that he focuses on his relationship and knows that problems are outside of this covenant. And I think these are all parts of the elements that helped David become who, who he became. Absolutely. Very true. I really appreciate very much your the highlights you've drawn to David. It's not ones that would have the way you said, you know, this perspective you shared, to me it's 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 fascinating and there's a lot to unpack. And maybe maybe there are those listening right now whose minds are even being inspired in different ways and opened up to new possibilities by looking at it from these angles. So I want to thank you for sharing with us your perspective on David and his leadership. You know, there's so much there. And even in the phases of life, there's a lot to talk about. Probably we're going to profile David again. It'd be great to get you back for additional content on David. If you have time down range, I'd like to do that because there's, I mean, there's several phases of his life, you know, even when he was enthroned, even when he was reigning over part of Israel and not all of it. And then the later, the later aspects of his life, just so much there for inspiration. Sure, there there's all kinds. I mean, you can talk about his generosity. You can talk about how he inspired his leaders, how he built leaders. You can talk about the bravery. There, there's his his honor for King Saul, even when King Saul is trying to kill him. There, there, there are so many things that can be talked about. So, uh, yeah, I think we could talk for a while about King David. <laughs> for sure. Yeah, the honoring of Saul while Saul was actively trying to kill him. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, that's just amazing. All on its own. Well, thank you very much, Vidar, for being with us. We're going to copy some of your stuff into the show notes there. Again, it's safarimission.org. And I'm sure that people can find content about you guys, about what you're doing, where you're working, East Africa, as we mentioned, and other places. If someone wants to contact you, I think there's a contact form on your website. Is that the best way to get you? Sure. Uh, That would be the easiest way to explain it. Go to safarimission.org. There is content out there, like you're saying. There are video testimonies, both from the field, from partners. There is a little video that kind of explains what we do. And there's a contact button. You can just go ahead and drop us a note. And we we would love to hear from the listeners. Uh, we do read everything that comes in and responds. So, yeah, Thank take you. a look at our website. We'd uh, we'd encourage that, safarimission.org. Yeah, and we'll backlink that and even those specific details in our uh, show notes and get that out so folks can click through 
in all likelihood, they may be driving. So we, we try to make it convenient yeah. for folks to get to that content when they can. Thanks again for being here to you and also to Catherine, who, who joined us earlier. Appreciate what you guys are doing in East Africa and your courage and proactivity in that space. We look forward to uh, a future from the Forefront podcast where you guys are going to join us. And we'll dig into more into your ministry and what you guys are have done and, and, and are continuing to do. Many blessings to you. Thanks again for joining us, Vidar. Thank you so very much. Thank you for having us uh, come in and, uh, and share these fruits with, with the group that you talked to. Yeah, this is Scott McClellan with FX Missions, and this is the Leadership Moment. Profiles in Leadership, King David. If you need to contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. Until next time, have a good Thank you for joining Scott with today's Leadership Moment. We hope you've apprehended an inspirational nugget or two that, when activated in your own life, will be imparted into those you lead. You may contact Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit fxmissions.com to learn more about how you can grow your own leadership and engage in missions. Until next time, good day, everyone.